Hey, you're listening to That Witchy Stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. Hey, witches. You hopefully saw the the title of this episode, so you already know what it's about and are prepared for that. But if not, um, before I say any of the words, I want to give you the opportunity to get earbuds in or maybe stop this episode and come back to it later because it is uh, discussing something of a more um, adult variety. So if that's the case for you, I I hope that you do come back to it and listen later because uh, it's a way for most of us to be able to easily access our power. So, you know, and it's, it's pretty interesting. So yeah. All right. With all of that being said, uh, a few quick updates before we get going. Um, We are just a handful of listens away from hitting that um, 15,000 mark, which means that I'll be giving away that set of tarot cards. Um, I'm so excited for that. I, uh, partly I'm excited to just be able to stop talking about it. Um, and you're probably excited to stop having to hear about it, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to give someone these decks and I hope that whoever I give it to, I hope that you will like follow up with me later and let me know what you thought about the deck or the decks, you know, how did it work for you? Um, what kind of feelings are you getting from it? I love these decks and they're my absolute favorite. Um, speaking of tarot, uh, I do have those, uh, subscription episodes set up now. It's 99 cents a month. Um, and at least one episode per month that will be a detailed tarot reading of, uh, your coming month. Um, so what you might expect, what you might be prepared for, things like that. I want to get more episodes out there. I'd like to get some weekly episodes out there, um, you know, for what your coming week might look like. Um, but, you know, uh, I always have the best of intentions. Honestly, I really do. And then things just happen. So guaranteed one episode a month, hopefully one episode a week in addition to that. Um, the next one that I do is going to be, uh, I'm going to use my um, my daughter's uh, tarot cards. I just got them for her for Christmas, and they're, like, really cool. It's, like, this really dark deck. And I did a couple of readings with it, and it's definitely, uh, it's not a love and light deck. It's not like, oh, you're so amazing. These are the things you're good at. You're going to be great. It's kind of more like, listen here's where you really might mess up. So pay attention. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm jealous. I want the deck for myself. I'm going to have to, um, I'm going to have to get myself that one. Uh, but yeah, so uh, those, those are the subscription only episodes. And like I said, 99 cents a month. Um, someone had a, a suggestion that they put on, um, on the Spotify question where they said they'd like to be able to pay for individual episodes. And that's a really cool idea. And so far I have not been able to think about a way to make that happen. Um, so, it, I mean, it's at least on anchor, it's either you have the option to do subscriptions um, and that's a per month thing, 
or you have the option to do listener support. And that may also even be a monthly thing. It's sort of like a, a like, like a tip or I don't know, a donation or something. Um, I turned it on for a minute, but it made me feel weird. So I turned that one back off. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, if I can figure out a way to make it where you could just pay for individual episodes, that would be really cool. But I don't know. I, I don't think Anchor offers that. Um, so, but it's a good idea. I love it. And I love getting the, that kind of feedback and getting those um, comments. Someone had also suggested uh, that, because I had originally thought I would do $2 a month. Um, and someone suggested that that might be a little bit high. So, and actually I agree. So that's why uh, I changed it to 99 cents a month. Um, uh, yeah, so, so that's it. That's all I have about that. Um, what other updates? Oh yeah, you know, uh, follow me on Twitter at stuff underscore witchy. Join the group on Facebook. It's um, you just search in the search bar for that witchy stuff. Um, please answer the questions. One day, I'm really, I'm really going to one day stop letting people in if they don't answer the questions. Um, so uh. So far, I haven't though. Anyway, we're uh, over a hundred members there now on Facebook, so that's pretty cool. And I've really been enjoying the amount of um, interaction that uh, I've been seeing there. It's really cool. I love you guys. You really, honestly, have the best listeners. Um. So yeah, uh, I think that's enough of prattling on about all that stuff. Um, I'm gonna take a quick break for our theoretical ad break. Um. I kind of suspect I won't be getting ads again. It's so weird how Anchor sets that up. Uh, but I'm just going to put the break in there just in case. So, yeah. Um, all right. We'll be back in just a minute then. Now back to the show. All right, now that we've got that over with, uh, let's talk about sex. Um, so there's uh, a lot of different information available to you out there if you want to do some reading on your own and get more specific information. This is just going to be sort of an overview, let you know some of the basics, and then um, you can either, you know, really go into a lot of detail about it. Um, there's a lot of uh, writing on it. Um, one of the things that I think is really interesting is there there's some evidence that sex magic goes way back in time. Like it's one of the earlier ways that people accessed their, their power. Um, there are Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs that depict sex and depict um, depict it in ways like, I mean, there's some that are just like, that appear to be just like sexual, you know, like, I guess we've always loved to draw about sex. Um, but there are others that have uh, very clear references to deities and other magical elements at the time. So that's pretty interesting. Um, in more modern history, uh, the 
Well, you know, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, occultism became very, very mainstream. Um, like everybody was doing it. Well, not everybody, but all the cool kids were doing it, you know, um, and they were, they got pretty, uh, they really went down some, some paths <laughs> in that period of time. Um, but one of those paths was a lot of uh, in information about sex magic. Um, Alistair Crowley was uh, really prolific <laughs> in his writings about sex magic. Um, oh, and the funny thing was, uh, in what I was reading, one of his publications, uh, I don't remember what it was called. Um, dang, I should look that up. But anyway, he talks about like mutual prolonged oral sex, um, and it's chapter 69. And I don't know if that was on purpose or not. I feel like it probably was. Cause I feel like this guy was kind of like, a uh, he liked to stir shit up, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so there's anyway, what I'm saying is you can, uh, you can read a lot about that, but keep in mind that the period of time in the late 1800s, early 1900s was different, uh, is a, a definitely not particularly, uh, feminist. <laughs> um, some of the things that I read are very, I mean, like just downright offensive, honestly, like the, one of the guys just absolutely pissed me off, like talking about how it has, you have to have, in order to perform sex magic, it has to be with a woman who's virtuous, but also um, sexually perfect. And I just wanted to smash my computer screen when I read it. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay, so as far as I can tell, there are really two basic directions to take with sex magic. And then each one of those has its own um, sort of different branches within. Um, you may use sex magic by, uh, you know, releasing the magic with the, with your orgasm. Okay. That's what makes the most sense to me. Like that's what's the most natural feeling to me. But another method that you can do is to, uh, deny yourself the orgasm. So you build up all of this energy and instead of releasing it with the orgasm, you release it magically um, and sort of uh, re-channel that energy. I don't think that, I mean, that's, that's not one that I personally would want to do, but I can see where there could be definite situations where I might find that personally to be more beneficial than than you know actually reaching climax um so yeah those are the two main things but whichever way you go about it uh it can be done in lots of ways so um one of the ways i think you know uh, let me just say moving forward i will be speaking of all of this in a way of like of actually achieving climax and releasing the energy in that way only because that's what makes more sense to me and otherwise like all of it is the same except you don't orgasm and you release that energy afterwards magically <clears throat> um so but the methods of getting there that's what we're going to talk about um so 
you can use sex magic in all kinds of ways. You can do, um, it can be solo. You know, you can have your, your personal time, your personal fun and uh, release it in that way or build that energy in that way. Um, or it can be with a partner. You can have uh, straight sex, um, any variety of uh, other, you know, partners, whatever. Um, please keep it, uh, you know, legal. <laughs> and um, yeah, legal is good. I'm absolutely not promoting incest or pedophilia or bestiality or necrophilia. So there we go. Those things do get involved in sex magic, though, just so you know. Um, like there's there's information about uh, using those methods with sex magic. I'm just putting that out there so you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I would suggest that you keep it um, legal and uh, moral. Um, yeah. Okay, so whether you are doing it with by yourself or with a partner or multiple partners, um, the idea is that you want to focus your energies on what your intentions are and you want to keep that focus during um, the, the act, whichever act <laughs> you do. Um, and then when you orgasm, you, you need to direct that energy out into the universe. That to me is the hard part. To me, it's really hard to stay focused on intentions and, um, you know, directing that energy and all of that, like insects, like I'm, it's not something that I am very good at. I'm usually pretty uh, focused on other things. So that's the hardest part about using sex magic is that it, it is hard <laughs> to maintain your focus. Um, so you can do it where it's, you know, just very, very simple, you know, like you're just thinking of your intentions and releasing the energy at orgasm um, or after if you're not going to uh, take that method. Um, or you can do a full on like ritual with candles and, um, you know, herbs around you and crystals and uh, you could draw like any sort of formation on the floor in chalk and you know have your blanket on that any of these things you can make it as simple or as um I don't want to say complicated because it's really not the right word as simple or as involved as you want it to be now there's a a lot of conversation about whether or not your partner has to be if you're if you're going to have sex with a partner um there's a lot of conversation about whether or not they have to know what's going on now in my personal opinion you're going to get a lot more energy if you're both thinking about it and you're literally combining your energies you know there's not i don't think there's anything in the world that's more intimate than than sex with someone um at least if you're intimate like that you know I mean 
there's also casual sex and I'm all for that. Um, but if it's a person that you're intimate with, I don't think that you can get closer physically or emotionally than during the act of sex. Um, if you're going to use a partner um, and it's someone that, that you're actually emotionally intimate with, you know, this is a time when it would be really good to have an intimate conversation with them and say, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to make this happen. I realize not everyone is um, in a relationship where they're able to be open about uh, witchcraft or things like that. And I think in that case, it's okay to um, it's okay to just let your partner uh, do their thing and they don't necessarily have to be involved in the magic of it. If it's something that doesn't make them comfortable, you know, if it makes them uncomfortable to be involved in it, then the sexual experience isn't going to be good. And that's not the, the time that you uh, want to be doing this kind of magic, you know? Um, so if you are going to talk to your partner about it, you know, let them know what your uh, plans are and, you know, what you're working towards, like what you want the, the magic to be, and then ask them if they can try to focus on it too. Um, because when you combine your energies, then that is going to be a lot, um, a lot bigger of a release. Now, when you do do it that way, the question then comes in about like, does it have to be a simultaneous orgasm or, or can it be, you know, like separate? Some of the, the writing that I was able to find really says very specifically that it has to be a simultaneous orgasm. But this was that, that same guy that, that said that the woman has to be sexually perfect and all this stuff. Um, I think that this guy m probably wasn't actually pleasuring his women and they were probably faking that orgasm at the same time because, you know, it can happen, sure, but it doesn't happen as easily as, as that. I mean, um, so I feel like that is a... I think I don't like that. I just don't like the guy, honestly. So, um, but yeah, my point is you don't have to have the orgasm at the same time in order to release the magic appropriately. Um, if you are both thinking about it, he should be releasing the magic for himself when he, when he orgasms and, uh, well, I say he, but only because I'm heterosexual and my boyfriend um, is a guy. So uh, use your pronouns appropriately. Um, but the, your partner should release the magic when they orgasm and you should release the magic when you orgasm. The point is that you're doing it together. It's not that you're doing it at the same time. Um, so, uh, what kind of magic should you be doing with sex magic? Well, I mean, truthfully, any kind of magic you want, honestly, um, it doesn't have to be something that is specific to sexual function, you know, like, um, people will often use sex magic with fertility rituals, um, or with, uh, I don't know, you maybe, you may do something about like, 
if you are pregnant and doing sex magic, maybe you're going to do some magic to ensure a healthy pregnancy or a healthy baby or something like that, you know? Um, but it doesn't have to be limited to that. It can really be anything you want because there are no rules. And you know what? There are also no laws. That's something else that I came across a lot when, um, when I was doing the reading uh, that I did preparing for this episode. Um, those, the material that I found from the late 1800s, early 1900s, there was a lot of mention of this is the law, like in all capital letters, like the law of witchcraft, the law of magic. But I'm, I say it every time. I feel like I, there's no rules to witchcraft. You don't have to follow someone else's rules. Do what feels right to you. Um, so yeah, uh, any kind of magic you want. Um, but keep in mind that if you're able to maintain your focus and you're able to set your intentions really well and all that, it does have the potential to be very powerful magic. So always use some level of caution with magic. Just be aware that sex magic can be very powerful. Um, and speaking of powerful, to me, the reason that sex magic can be effective is there's a sense of sex is often about power, whether it is, um, I don't want to use any trigger words. There are times that people force power um, sexually. Almost every time sex is forced, it's about power. It's not about sex. Uh, so there's that aspect of it. But consensual sex between two willing partners or more, two or more willing partners, there's a power in knowing that you have um, this person's full attention, that you are making them feel really, really good, and that you are in control of what they're feeling and when they reach a uh, climax. Um, so I think that's really important for you to focus on during sex magic is that feeling of of power that you can get and I don't mean it power in like a negative way you know it makes me feel powerful when I'm doing things to a person sexually and they are just like um incapacitated <laughs> um and I don't mean like tied up I'm not that I'm opposed to that I just mean like they're very into it and it makes me feel very powerful when that happens um so yeah magic is about energy it's about uh accessing energy and energy is power is energy right so you know, to me, it's a natural progression that when I'm feeling particularly powerful is a good time that I could access my magic. Um, so yeah. Uh, oh, um, one method that you can use um, with sex magic uh, is edging. So if you don't know what that is, that's when you take someone or someone takes you close to orgasm, but doesn't let you 
uh, achieve it. You know, they don't let you get there. They, they stop intentionally when you're very close and then they build you back up slowly and then they stop intentionally and then they build you back up slowly, you know? So every time they build you up, you are, the sexual feelings are increasing. And then when you do orgasm, it's like a, a it can be a really big orgasm. Um, so using that, that magically, as you build that energy, that sexual energy up and then pull it back, you're also building up that magical energy. So uh, I would say that for sex magic, I mean, it can be a quickie, sure. But uh, for me personally, the better time to do it would be one of those times when I have time, you know, like, um, I'm not worried about anybody hearing or, you know, I'm not worried about the next thing that I've got to go do, whatever, but I have time to just really be in the moment and, uh, take the time needed to really get there. Um, okay. So, uh, and I think I already mentioned, it doesn't have to be reg, you know, like intercourse, like, man and woman and and like sexual intercourse it can be oral sex it could be anal sex it could be you know whatever method is what works for you it can be any of those you know you can use toys you cannot use toys you can use you know all sorts of natural or unnatural things if you want the point with sex magic is that you are um it's when you are building that energy up and then releasing it. That's how the sex magic works. Okay, so uh, let's see some um, common uh, times that people can use sex magic. Um, period sex. Um, for me personally, I, I don't like period sex. Um, like it, it, it hurts. I don't, I don't like it. But I also don't have a period anymore, so it's not even an option for me. Um, a lot of people will have period sex, though. Um, there's some, uh, in my opinion, um, potentially misguided information out there about period sex magically. I've seen people say that uh, whether or not you were using magic, um, having sex with someone while they are, while you or they are on their period is, uh, an automatic binding to that person. And maybe it is. Um, but I feel like, I really feel like magic always has to have an intention. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. But I have heard a lot of people say that they had uh, sex with, they had period sex, and then the bond to that person was like extremely intense and very difficult to break. So if you're going to use um, magic during sex while one or both of you are on periods, then um, just be prepared that there can be some linking there some bonding there that that uh maybe you want to make sure you're okay with um I've heard people say like 
that after period sex, um, I've heard women say that after period sex, their partner um, was almost obsessive. So I, you know, I would definitely use a little bit of caution there. And I mean, I'm not even talking about like magically. I'm talking about women who are are not um, witches who are not into magic and stuff like that. I've heard this a lot. Um, so just if you're going to have period sex, just make sure that uh, that's a situation you're prepared for. And like that that person is prepared for, you know, you don't want that person to uh if a person has a tendency to maybe be obsessive, maybe just don't take that chance, you know, like, but if you know that they're chill and you've been with them for a long time and, and you're very comfortable with, uh, what your future together looks like, then maybe it's okay. Um, okay. So let's see what else. Um, I feel like there's still like, the topic is big enough that we could probably talk about it for several episodes but at the end of the day it kind of comes down to working the the energy feeling the power and deciding how and when to release it you know is it going to be both of you or is it just going to be you um I think that it would be it's one of those things that I would recommend practicing um, I mean, you don't want to practice it with like an actual, um, spell because if it's just practice, you know, I mean, there's a, a good chance that you're going to be able to do it. And now you've put a spell out there that you really didn't intend to put out there. So I would, you know, if I was going to do something like, um, practicing, <laughs> practicing using sex magic, um, I think that I would just set the intention to being something like, you know, self-healing or um, maybe even something like increasing your psychic consciousness or, I don't know, contacting your uh, ancestors or not during sex. I feel like that would be weird. <laughs> Don't contact your ancestors during sex. But like, you know, opening um, uh, your mind to to receiving communication from them. You know, I mean, I'm just saying like, if you're going to practice it, then uh, practice with something that's not going to accidentally hurt somebody. Um, and I, the only reason I would never tell anybody to practice magic, except I mean, like, uh, practice like, practice makes perfect not like how this is a practice gosh I feel like I'm just all over the place and messing this all up my point is uh I would never tell anyone to um do test runs of magic except it is hard to maintain that focus during sex at least for me y'all know I struggle with focus um even when sex is not involved but uh I think that for a lot of people, if you're actually really into it, if you're really into the sex and you need to be for sex magic, you know, um, like if your partner doesn't make you orgasm, real legitimate actual orgasms, then your sex magic may be better um, if you are doing it on your own. And I do realize that there are kind of a, 
different levels of, um, I wouldn't say orgasm, but there are different levels of climax. And sometimes it's a more emotional thing. And sometimes it's a, it's a very physical thing. For sex magic, you want it to be that very physical thing. So if your partner doesn't really get you there, and the sex can still be good. I'm not saying the sex is not good if you don't reach actual physical climax. I'm just saying that uh, if that tends to be how your sex together goes, it, it may be better for you to practice sex magic on your own. <clears throat> um, because you want that big, big, big energy. You don't really want that like, oh, I love how intimate we are right now kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, maybe uh, if, if, it, if, if you find that you have a hard time um, focusing and paying attention, that would be a good time um, if you're gonna do it with a partner to do it together and say like, all right, this is what we're gonna be working on and we need to, to try to remind each other of it during the act because I'm gonna forget uh, because you make me feel so good. Um, so I need your help to, to remember what I'm doing. Um, or if you are open to it, you know, maybe you can have like um, a crystal in your hand to kind of help you remember that you're actually doing something other than having fun right now. Um, just to, when you think of it, then you, then you think of your intentions and you remember to focus your, your intentions on that. Um, so yeah, sex magic is a whole, whole, whole big, big, big topic. Um, but really at the end of the day, it comes down to some pretty basic stuff, you know, pay attention, and gather the power and then release the power, whether it is with um, orgasm or by denying orgasm. I don't know how people do that. I'm just saying, I can't do that. Um, but you know, either way, uh, it's pretty basic. And I think that it is one of the earliest forms of practical magic, um, you know, like, physical uh acts of magic so um so yeah i think that is enough about that um i hope i didn't embarrass any of you i uh i personally don't find i don't think that sex should be embarrassing you know it's something that every living uh creature does in some form or fashion um so sex should not be embarrassing and if it is if you struggle with feelings of like shame attached to sex um maybe do some uh do some of your shadow work to figure out why you feel that shame and then spend some time focusing on um what how to break that shame cycle because you know sex uh in it, in my generation sex was uh used for shaming and it still is a lot I think in in even now you know like um there's still when when someone is spreading rumors about a girl it's almost always about sex it's almost always slut shaming um 
I'm strongly, strongly, strongly opposed to slut shaming. I, uh, you know what? Call me a slut. Okay. I'm a slut. Sure. I mean, if a slut means that I enjoy having sex and that um, I've had multiple partners over my lifetime of having sex, then yep. Call me a slut all day. I don't care. I am a slut and I enjoy it. I'm also a monogamous and uh, didn't date for a really long time. <laughs> so there's that other aspect of it. But I'm not going to be shamed about sex anymore. You know, there, if you're, if you're ashamed of sex, then you're not really feeling that power that I was talking about, that power of, of making someone else feel really good, you know? Um, and if you're feeling, if you have a lot of feelings of shame attached to sex, if you can let go of that, even if you never use sex magic, if you can let go of that shame, boy, let me tell you, you are going to be amazed at how good you feel during sex if you don't have to deal with feelings of shame too um and if you're ashamed of like parts of your body you know it took me a really long time to understand that your body your body is amazing your body does all kinds of really wonderful things. And if someone is having sex with you, they're attracted to your body. And you don't have to hide parts of it. You don't have to be like, oh, you know, I have a belly or, oh, I've got stretch marks on my thighs too, you know, or, oh, should I do like anal bleaching? I mean, come on. It is your body and you should love it because someone having sex with you, they like it. That's why they're having sex with you. Like I am um, on the more voluptuous side. Okay. We'll, we'll say voluptuous. Um, I'm bigger. I'm a big girl, but like I'm, I'm curvy, you know, like I have hips and thighs and a big old booty, but I've also got a belly and I've got fat upper arms and I've got a double chin from hell but I know that when my boyfriend is looking at my body he's probably looking at my booty like he's a booty guy but I know that he's not worried about the fact that I have a belly like he knows and we've had conversations about it he likes he really likes booties and um he knows that unless you're going to have injections um, in order to get that really big booty that he likes, you got to have fat other places too. So uh, he knows that, that there's belly. He knows that there's upper arm fat and he does not care, <laughs> you know, like, so if you are with someone who makes you feel like you need to hide parts of your body, like if they're like, oh, I don't like it when you do this because I can see that. Kick that kick that person to the curb because you deserve better. And somebody out there will love exactly what your body looks like and it will turn them on. So, okay, I'm gonna stop preaching. Um, 
I'm just saying you are beautiful or handsome, whichever uh, is suitable exactly the way you are, whether you're too skinny or too fat or too short or too tall or too dark or too light, whatever, you're beautiful. And you have to own that. You have to accept that if you're going to use sex magic, because if you're not, then you're not accessing that uh, full potential of what, what you're doing. And, you know, when you've got like lots of complex feelings attached to what you're doing, like all of these sort of like underlying negative emotions that can affect your magic in a negative way. So all the more reason to love yourself because someone else loves you exactly like you are, including me. So, um, yeah. All right. I, I would love to hear if you have, uh, had some experience with sex magic. If you have some, some information that, that, uh, that I haven't said, um, or that I've said incorrectly or, or anything, I'd love to get your feedback. You know, that question is still on, um, on the episode. If you go to the episode in Spotify, you'll see a question. You can answer it. Your answers do not show unless, uh, unless I, unless I make them show, um, like they don't show publicly. So if it's something that you want me to pin, so it shows publicly, let me know. Or if it's something that you would like for me to talk about on an episode, let me know if, if you want me to read your comment uh, out loud, you know, on an episode, tell me if you want me to use your name or not. Um, I will assume not unless you specifically say otherwise. Um, so yeah, go uh, have sex and do magic and love yourself when you do it. Okay. Love you. Bye.